Welcome back to the second part of our interview with Yasha. Here we're going to concentrate on the balance between work or internships and gap year and additionally touch on the topic of mental health, which is very important when it comes to making the decision of doing a gap year. To just sum up where we kind of left off, Yasha was talking about his personal experience when it comes to making new connections and giving a piece of advice to any future gap year students. I kind of took over from there. So let's start with part two. Have fun listening. So this is also a very big part of the gap year and something you need to personally be pushed to do in a way Mm -hmm. to go out of your comfort zone and meet new people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask, like, what do you think about mental health and gap year? especially from in the beginning when you start and everything? So it's it's definitely going to be challenging for your mental health. I've always had a little bit uh, an anxiety and mm-hmm. the gap year definitely at first and at times did exacerbate that, made it more intense. But because of course it makes sense, right? I have no plans. I don't know what's happening. But actually being thrown into that deep water has made me a lot more resilient. But there are definitely times where your mental health will let, dive a little bit <laughs> and it's, it's going to be an up and down like anything else in life and it's it's really okay to feel that way and what i can really recommend for that what helped me a ton was being incredibly open about it so even telling people where it might feel a little bit like oh no i'm oversharing right screw it just overshare and then if they kind of pull back then you can be like okay i'll dial it back but uh, what i found is, is generally when i share with people that i'm struggling or if i'm having a rough time it makes them that much more likely to open up as well because now I've opened up. I've been the first person to be vulnerable. I've taken that first step. Then people will start opening up and actually support me as well. And it, it makes me so much more, it, has, it made me so much more confident so when I did that as well and, and feel like it's okay. And I'm, I'm not, it's not weird that I am having a, a hard time during my gap. It's completely normal. It's to be expected really. And it's part of it and it's, it's how you're going to learn. But um, definitely make sure to also get support when you need it. So for me, there was a period uh, where, you know, all, when I worked at the towel factory, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. There was just so much happening that I actually had a period where I ended up having panic attacks. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I realized I needed some help with that. <laughs> so I did actually use probably everyone's going to know. I'm not going to mention them by name, but the biggest kind of online therapy platform. Mm-hmm. I tried using that for a while when I needed it. I was such a good help. And and trying to not be embarrassed about it. That's also, you know, why I like openly say it in a podcast format as well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really care if someone thinks, oh, that's, you know, thinks less of me because I, I did something like that. Because looking for that support and getting it is just so human and so necessary. And I think it's incredibly important that we normalize that uh, more and more. Mm-hmm. And coming more comfortable with that during a gap year is also something that probably will happen because you're forced to confront yourself a lot more, right? You have a lot more time on your own. Escapism is more difficult when you have to pay for it yourself. (laughs) So you do have to sit with your emotions and your feelings, and you will probably come out the other side a lot more well-rounded and a lot more prepared Mm -hmm. in university. But if you take a gap year, you have to learn how to kind of make your own path, which is what university is as well. So it's like it's a perfect preparation for university, even if what you're doing has nothing to do with what you want to study. Let's say you are working. Yeah, like for me, I worked with marketing and, and writing. And I want to do biochemistry, right? It's got nothing to do with each other. <laughs> but but having tried that and having been there has prepared me so much for studying biochemistry. So 
yeah, that's my very <laughs> long take on mental health. That it will be difficult, but it's super important that it is difficult as well. Thank you so much for opening up about your personal experience. I understand completely how difficult it could be opening up about something like that. During the COVID times, I was really down. When we were in lockdown back in Sofia, I remember I never felt like I did back then. And I was kind of scared that I will go through the same pattern, basically, once I do a gap year. As you said, escapism is hard, especially when you have to organize your own traveling. But I must say that I've never felt better because I kind of confronted myself and showed myself that this could that things could actually be all right i think that the gap year could really help you a little bit to focus on yourself and your own mental health and kind of push yourself a little bit to find this point where you feel comfortable about it for sure so i really think that gap year is very good if you want to like focus on your mental well-being and like how you feel especially if you had anxiety before that right i can understand that that in university, for example, you have this break and you recharge mm -hmm. and you're ready to put some a lot of energy into the studies. Exactly. And if and you if you busy yourself immediately after being extremely busy, you won't really have any time to get kind of feel get in touch with yourself and see like, do I still really want to go down this path? Because I mean, I also really want to highlight that it's completely okay if your one gap year turns into two, turns into three, turns into five, turns into not going into university at all and changing your life trajectory completely. Right? That that's, can also happen, and that's okay. That's probably for the best if that happens, because then it shows that university wasn't the right path for you. And I think it's important that we also highlight that there are so many different ways life can go, right? And none of them have to be bad. You don't have to be freaked out about not doing what everyone else really thought you would do, right? Or like not doing what you thought you would do. Because that was something that freaked me out a lot, where I thought I kind of had this expectation of myself, like, you know, going to an elite university immediately and hurrying through it. Look at me now. I took two gap years. I'm all the happier for it. And I'm completely confident that I've done the right things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess we, we come back again, yet again, to uh, being flexible and, and spontaneous and changing. So I really wanted us to talk throughout this episode about working in gap year, mm -hmm. because I think this will be something that a lot of students are going to struggle with. And I was just wondering if you can give an overview of the jobs you undertook. For sure. Maybe, except tutoring and the towel factory, <laughs> which I was so surprised uh, about when I first heard it. So for me, I got so lucky with my tutoring gig that that was really the main financing thing. The towel gig I did at the factory, that was kind of where I got my first first like bulk of money from. Mm -hmm. But oh man, I was really just tutoring and then really trying to immerse myself in that company and trying to get as many different gigs within that as I could. So I talked about, I, I did some writing for them. I got to teach courses. Now, actually, I got the dream jobs that I company, which is I will be traveling to first Japan, as I mentioned briefly, to deliver some, some courses there about how to learn. And uh, so for me, I got super lucky that I got this remote gig that I could do wherever and I could travel with that. Now, of course, I know that this is not what most people will be able to do. I just got super lucky. For most people, what I would recommend is probably doing what my girlfriend did um, because she didn't have any remote jobs. She strictly worked on site wherever we went. And she would just, wherever we got, start by sending a million job applications to things she found even remotely interesting and literally just hop from job to job. 
and try different things and work for different bosses, she got so good that she eventually became the head barista for that Michelin star restaurant we talked about in New Zealand, right? Like she got really talented at everything coffee and service. That's, That's kind of, I think, the, the main way you're probably going to be able to finance is just wherever you go, immediately look for a job, but try to see it for the opportunity it is to try something completely different to what you want to do. Because, I mean, gap year kind of intends that you, uh, entails that you want to go to university afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And that means you're probably going to get a very posh job afterwards and be very fancy. <laughs> so trying those, like, <laughs> I'm going to say people call them menial jobs, right? Like seeing what that is like is super, super cool. And you get to appreciate in a whole other way what it's like to work as a, a waiter or have these, let's say, I don't want to call them simple jobs. But I don't want to take anything away from them because they are really really interesting and valuable and important that we have these things and maybe you get stuck in them as well like maybe you get stuck in the restaurant industry because you find it so cool uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a very tough industry but it's very very interesting to see what it's like catering and, and trying these bits of course it's minimum wage almost guaranteed but it will probably be enough to kind of do traveling and that's the best like you know you don't need to do everything mm-hmm. in a glamorous fancy way you don't need to stay at the best hotels you don't need to eat at the best restaurants the coolest and most intense memories I have of those moments of just completely improvising with the very limited materials that we have, right? <laughs> and and, mm-hmm. and sharing some food around a campfire, like that we bought at a, a supermarket and just kind of roasted over an open flame. Like trying to make something special on limited resources is super, super interesting. And, and something you will experience as a student for sure, but in a whole on a whole nother level while you're traveling uh, during a gap year. Something I talked a lot online is the gap year being a very nice way to basically develop your hobbies. Oh, yeah. A little bit more. Yes. So basically for me, it was the culinary arts and I started cooking a lot because I have a big collection of cookbooks that I like kind of discovered over the years. So really, like even if you find a job in a bakery mm-hmm. and just like, develop a little bit your culinary skills or your hobby for example if you like pottery like working in a pottery studio that doesn't mean that you're not gonna like study later your bachelor but sort of like you can develop your own hobbies and everything throughout those jobs and they're like mm-hmm. nice jobs exactly. in a way like i would love to work in a pottery studio right now <laughs> it's amazing and i really want to emphasize this again that university will not run away it will still be there no matter what you do. No matter how many years you spend, no matter how much time you, you quote-unquote waste, that's a, a term that I hate, right? People will say, oh, you're just wasting time during a gap year. No time is wasted in a gap year. Even if you're doing nothing, you're not wasting time. You're still learning. You're still developing. Like that time where you're bored or whatever is not wasted. I just really want to highlight that. Um, but yeah, no, I can totally relate to that where you also want to try different things where for me, I'm super into cooking. Right, I, I absolutely love cooking as well, mm-hmm. kind of like you. And I, I kind of wanted to see what it, what is it like to work in a kitchen. Is that maybe something I want to do for a couple of years? I tried it. I can constantly say I do not want to work in a kitchen for a few years. It's just <laughs> not me. Way too stressful. But it was still just working in a kitchen and seeing what it was like and talking with some of the head chefs. And you know, this was a fancy, good restaurant. Seeing what that was like was such a cool experience. I'm so happy I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I got so much out of it. And I ended up being able to say, cool, I love cooking. I love being fancy with my food, but I'm never going to be a chef. I'm, I'm just not. Like, it's just not my world. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I say never. Who knows? Maybe once I'm like 
16 on time of chemistry. <laughs> I'll change my mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, some like molecular cuisine yeah. like type of thing. Yeah, exactly. that's cool. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> at some point when I've earned enough money and don't need to worry about finances. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, were you cooking or were you just like helping out? Uh, so I, my main job was dishy, right? But since I actually got along very well with both the head and sous chefs, which funnily enough hated each other. So, you know, all the classic kitchen drama you see on TV, it's totally true. Kitchens are very dramatic. <laughs> some are anyways. Uh, I, I know some are very well run. But um, no, I, I was very good friends with them. So they let me try some things here and there. And I, I got to to play a, a handful of desserts, but not, you know, I didn't get through as much as I really wanted to. But I got to help a little bit with preparation as well. So, you know, there's a lot of prep in the kitchen where I was like, uh, you know, playing around a little bit with that here and there. And, and trying. whenever I asked a question for anything culinary, they would uh, be super happy to give me an answer. Like if I said, uh, quite often it would actually happen that the head chef, he was Japanese, he was very, very good with fish. So sometimes he would just like give me some offcuts from the fish that they had and and tell me how to prepare that at home. And then I could go home, prepare it the way he said, and send him pictures. And then he could kind of give me some feedback on it as well. Yeah. Um, your girlfriend must have been so happy. <laughs> Maybe not about the fish because, well, uh, fish is oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, not her yeah. thing. But <laughs> for the other things, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was super cool, especially when we got to bring home some of the banoffee ice cream. We once got like a huge tub of the leftover banoffee ice cream because it was uh, been standing there for, for too long. We got to bring it home and still taste it delicious. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just so, so fun to kind of explore. And I really got to indirectly develop my cooking skills, right? I, I got to see. Uh, how they did it and, and take that home and try it out myself and then like show them pictures to chefs and they were like that's so cool and try and do this differently and it was really really an amazing experience mm-hmm. to develop like my, my cooking skills in that sense uh, i think that also besides from working also a lot of students that don't know what exactly they want to study and do during their undergraduate degree it's very nice to do internships if possible mm-hmm. since it's very very hard because not a lot of not a lot of people take in people from the outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a way that are not trained and don't have a bachelor for me it's very hard to find a position and especially a paid internship is not oh, yeah, that easy but i think that <laughs> If you could maybe do like a four-week or even a two-week internship in a company or something that you really want to explore, it's also very good. For sure. Were you thinking of doing an internship maybe in a lab <sighs> at some point? It actually never occurred to me, funnily enough. I think it was just not something that people had <laughs> talked about enough in my vicinity. But definitely, yeah, I would have uh, loved to do something like that. Just to kind of see what it was like and see if it was actually something that I really wanted to do, to spend the, every waking hour of my life. The remainder of my life in a lab um, because that is what you will do with biochemistry <laughs> yeah uh, so i i think it's, it's a super good idea if you have something that you're interested in try and see if you can get in touch with some people i got to talk with a professor at my university as well and he was talking about if you guys want an internship at any lab go there like go to the place do your research right like show them that you've read about this and you know what they're doing but just go there and ask them Hey, I have absolutely zero experience, but I find what you guys really, what you guys do, I find that really interesting, and I just really wanted to hear is there anything I can do to help out, because I really want to see what this is like, and I want to try helping you guys with your project because it's something I'm really passionate about. Try so a word of advice for just job applications and, and internship applications in general. Lead with the value that you will bring to them, right? So that means don't go there and say. I really want to do this because I find this really fun and I think this could be a great opportunity for me to develop my skills, right? 
you want to try and, and flip the script a little bit and be like, I really want to help you guys because this is something I find so pa I'm passionate about this. And I think that I, I could develop my skills and eventually maybe build on to help you guys even more. Of course, it's tricky when you don't have a lot you can offer, right? But just being passionate and, and showing that this is something that excites you and you're willing to, I don't know, wash the, the test tubes for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Bring coffee. Bring coffee, right? Yeah. They will really nine out of 10 times say, I'm sure we can find something for you if you just come with the right attitude and the right energy and, and showing that you're there to because you find that, that what they're doing super interesting and, and not because necessarily you want to get a whole bunch of stuff out of it. You don't want to have it me, 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 me focused. Yeah. It's definitely about striking a balance there. Mm -hmm. For example, if you go into a science internship, like getting work in the lab is very, very hard. Yeah. Them letting you, like, that makes sense I don't know, do something with really expensive equipment, right? So they're not just going to let some 18 year olds mm -hmm. from the streets play around with their mm -hmm. 5 million euro microscope. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think that especially a lot of for sciences, they don't want to take interns because of financing. That's why I really like to underline that I want an unpaid internship mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just in case because some labs, for example, couldn't take in more interns due yeah. to financial reasons. And that's why they're going to be like, oh, no, mm -hmm. we can like we can't take you. I think an internship like this really brings a great opportunity if you want to learn a little bit more about lab life For if sure. you didn't do the IB yeah <laughs> because in the IB you do have some lab experience but still for example, very different if I still very very different yeah because there's nothing a very very dangerous in your ib work yeah for sure it's it's a really good idea and also i'm going to encourage people to don't not be afraid to just cold email a professor who does something you find interesting yeah. they will be super excited that like someone is interested <laughs> in their work like uh, if someone's passionate about something they will just want to share it with as many people as they possibly can so don't be afraid to do that but I also want to caveat this with, like, try not to spend your entire sabbatical, the entire gap year in a lab, right? Because you, you do still want to <laughs> yep. do something different than what you want to do for a career. But just try it out. Like, I don't know, I would personally probably not do it for more than a month unless it's really fun. And, I, of course, you can, you know, I say a month, then you do it for a month, and it's awesome that you do it for five months. Like, that's cool as well. Be flexible, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see what the episode. <laughs> but... Yeah, definitely try and make time to do something that's completely unrelated to anything. Like it doesn't all need to be productive, right? Your gap year doesn't need mm -hmm. to be productive. It doesn't need to be preparing you perfectly for what's ahead or whatever. It's, it's completely fine if you spend some time just messing about and then, you know, doing this thing that people call wasting time. It's completely okay. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no pressure to always do the right thing. Like doing the wrong thing is the right thing. Like making mistakes mm -hmm. and, and realizing what those mistakes are is so so important there are days where you just want to like stay in bed bake something and just go for a walk yeah. and nothing much other days i just like work on the podcast and maybe like just study a little bit mm -hmm. because i signed up for some courses and i have to keep up with the work even yeah. though i'm very very behind because yeah i procrastinated a little <laughs> bit that is part of the gap year like learning how to like it's all part of the experience <laughs> 
I really like to fill up my time with like the culinary courses and just mm-hmm. going out like I don't know paint draw do sports like whatever I started getting into self-defense also which Ooh. is very, very cool yes which kind? for a couple of months now I'm doing MMA mostly what now. I cannot yeah. imagine you doing MMA that's so cool yeah it's it was very yeah it's very strange like seeing me and then the other guys that are in the same group it's just (laughs) like very strange that's amazing yeah and it's very it's very interesting i've never done this type of sport before Mm -hmm. i was in track and field so i mainly have trained legs my my hands are just like cheese i don't know it i i I couldn't hit properly anything at all it just looks like tiny slaps when i do something but after some time i don't know you get maybe confident that you can walk alone in the dark and if somebody comes up to you you can like do something to get out (laughs) and run away away. kick him on the nuts and run away yeah exactly so it was it was very it's very interesting and also i'm getting to know a very different group of people i usually i don't meet for example other fighters and stuff it's very it's very interesting to make new connections in such an area that's amazing that's so cool yeah thank you but i also want to like kind of give give people some yeah i put another caveat in and like you also sound like you're doing so much, right? And I, of course, have done a lot of doing my sabbaticals as well. But I kind of want to give people also some some confidence, maybe that like or, or a little bit of reassurance that it's okay if you haven't jam packed your uh, your sabbatical the way Kalina has now, <laughs> um, right? If, if your first few months are literally just chilling and you maybe do like one or two things, it's completely okay. Right? You don't need to completely fill up your schedule, and it's okay to to take it slow. Uh, of course, push yourself to try many new things. But don't be too sad if, if your month doesn't look like an Instagram highlight reel. Not every month needs to be extraordinary. Uh, mm-hmm. You can take some time off as well. I also wanted to ask a little bit back to working. How did you find balancing work and gap year? Because you need to relax at some point traveling as well. But you also work so you can have all of this traveling and do all of the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. You will make work travel balance mistakes right and you will mm-hmm. find periods where you're just completely burnt out and overloaded um i don't know it wasn't really that much of an issue i had like maybe two or three months where i just like it's so much work but then i just decided okay fine this is going to be a period where i'm okay with saying no to some social events and so on if someone invites me out and i, I need to work i can just say it's fine i need to work at 8 in the morning i can't stay up until 2 a.m right and i'm just being okay with that and I think that's maybe a very important uh, component is kind of expectation managing yourself and like just checking in with yourself. Like, what will I prioritize this week? And like, what are my main focus points? Like, will I be focusing on earning money? Will I be focusing on just kind of chilling and being okay with that? My bank account goes down a little bit and like saying, that's fine. I don't have to freak out about that. I know I can earn money later. Um, and just kind of taking some time. Like, if you notice yourself panicking about like, oh, I don't know if I can work and socialize and like feeling a little bit uncomfortable about like when you can do what just take a deep breath and like you know again cliche very cliche and and kind of see if you can center yourself okay what do i want to prioritize right now what am i okay with giving up on am i okay with giving up on earning money right now am i okay with giving up on socialization do i want to try and strike a balance like where do i want to put the scale right now being very aware of 
what it is you expect of yourself and being very well yeah self-aware right there we go that's a good word i agree it takes time to find this balance between everything i still haven't started I, it will probably be a mess oh, yeah. in the beginning especially i think that with Workaway especially, it's very good that through the website, you can find this balance between traveling and working. Yeah, well, then so the balance is done for you, good. really. Yeah. yeah, I have two more questions. Yeah. Right. So back to your own gap year journey, I wanted to ask you, do you have any unforgettable moments from your whole expedition? Oh, so many uh, that I have ironically forgotten now. But <laughs> no, no, there's just so much that has happened. So the, the flight to New Zealand was insane, right? This this 50 hour flight with layovers that were canceled. And then once we were in New Zealand as well, when we were in this animal sanctuary, I, I very vividly remember one night uh, we were sleeping in our camper. And one night the car is shaking from side to side really violently. And uh, I just wake up and, and, and try and wake my girlfriend completely panicking. Oh my God, there's an earthquake, right? And she just starts laughing uh, because apparently what it was below the pig <laughs> decided that our car <laughs> was a perfect scratching post. And he actually ended up getting his tusks into one of our tires and popping it. Uh, so we needed to, to get our tire changed as well <laughs> because a pig oh simply impaled our, our tire, which is super hilarious. <laughs> And there were How do you explain months. this to insurance? Oh, <laughs> luckily, tires are very cheap, so we, we, we ended up paying for it ourselves. But yeah, it was so many hilarious moments like that, where we, the sheep there as well were exactly like that. Super adorable. He would love my girlfriend and would run up to her and get pets every time she, she came by and like be scratched under the chin and super, super adorable moments like that with the animals. Super scary experiences on the rocks sometimes where I was sure I was going to fall down and hit the ground, but then you know, ended up working on fine. Many, many stressful yeah, moments. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I am maybe. Happy to have you here today. Yeah. <laughs> Surviving the dangerous rock climbing and hiking the mountains in Switzerland was also a surreal experience. It's like Switzerland is straight out of a fairy tale. Edinburgh, mm -hmm. um, capital of Scotland, is stunning. That and Vienna are probably the most gorgeous capitals I've ever seen. They are amazing. So if you ever have the opportunity, do go. It's brilliant. Yeah, so many moments. I can't even list them all. It's just like I tried journaling as much as I could throughout my gap year to try and remember them. But it's just my journal is so full, right? There's so much of the that happened. That's great. So would you recommend doing a gap year or even even two gap years? So I think the very unsurprising answer to this is going to be a resounding yes. I, I think mm -hmm. I, I do realize now why it is almost mandatory in Denmark. You get so much mm -hmm. out of it. You learn things that you never thought you would and your perspective will just change so dramatically. It's super quirky to phrase it this in such a way, but it's just it's so true. You will probably or you will definitely <laughs> experience things that you never would have and no time was wasted right so get that out of your head if you're worried about wasting time uh, even if you have no plans yet you will not waste time you will learn and develop and grow and it will be a good idea almost guaranteed for everyone yeah. it's I, I can't i haven't met a single person yet where i would say you shouldn't take a gap year Mm -hmm. Many of the drawbacks that people have when they're considering a gap year are completely overblown and unnecessary. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. If you're worried about not doing anything and being lazy, if you worry about that, 
you probably won't be because if you worry about that it shows that you are already quite hyperactive in your mind and mm -hmm. you will probably book your schedule completely to the brim so yeah mm -hmm. just don't worry and just jump into it it's gonna be great be in charge of the spontaneous events yeah exactly in a way. go with the flow yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so these were all of my questions all right yeah and thank you so much for joining me today thank you and to be my second guest on the gap year podcast it means a lot and maybe sometime you will come again <laughs> sorry <Maybe. laughs> no yeah. for sure it, um it's been awesome and uh thank you for having me Paulina. it's been really nice Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening and see you next time on the Gap Year Podcast by Kalina Elkin.